This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. We are back. We are back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, and we're here to talk about Dalvin Cook's massive explosion. 104 total yards and two TDs for Najee Harris. 222 yards total and two TDs for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin had a day. A day. And and, and lesson for anybody that benched him, lesson learned. If he starts, you play him. You don't get cute. Is there reason to be concerned? Absolutely. Is there reason to be concerned about the shoulder going forward? Absolutely. But if he starts, you play. As we talked about the entire two hours, we want to play Matt. Like our hearts wanted Madison to do well. So many of us had Alexander Madison just stashed away. This was Alexander Madison's production. It got stolen from him by Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook should have been responsibly rested. I don't care how good he did. He still has a bad enough shoulder. He needs to be in a harness. And yet, Cook just comes out and just takes the volume from Madison. This should have been Madison's Week 14 volume. So it's kind of like bittersweet for anybody that owns both because you're, you're torn. And the bottom line is, lesson learned for anybody that, that that sat this man. If Cook starts, you play him. Bottom line, if a stud player plays and starts, you start them. Sometimes you get limited production. Sometimes you don't get what you expect in their decoys. It happens. Hopkins, weeks back, you played him. You didn't get a lot for him. In previous uh, uh, seasons, I can think of guys like Keenan Allen who were limited. You didn't know that. You kind of played him anyway because they're a stud. They go out there and they're limited. They're a decoy. doesn't matter. You got to take that risk when a stud is sitting in front of you, You draft, especially a first rounder. If they're in there, you play them. You run the risk of the whole injury thing. You throw them out there. You let them go. Um, so hopefully I got a lot of DMs after I got off the, the live stream, you know, the game started and people were like, Smitty, I left Madison in and didn't switch out Cook and Madison. You can't do that. Now I will say this. I was disappointed in Madison's workload. I did believe that they would give him more work and rest Cook a little bit here and there, especially like when the game was out of hand. I know they came back, and that, that was a close finish. Steelers almost scoring and putting themselves in a two-point conversion uh, attempt away from tying the game. Very, very good ending. But as the game was out of hand, why, you know why they don't throw Madison in there tells me they don't care about Cook's long-term availability. I don't know if it's the off-the-field situation, whatever, but... I don't care about production. They don't want to like rest on the side of caution with Dalvin Cook's injury. They just feed him. And and he did well. And let's not take away from Dalvin Cook's performance. He looked good. His feet looked quick. Dalvin Cook was quick. His feet were fantastic. KJ Osborne, that's right, Kamal. Let's go. We had a lot of KJ Osborne questions that, that we plugged away. I was a little nervous because I told a lot of you to start KJ Osborne in the in the super chats and stuff, and I'm like, 
Yeah, KJ, get KJ in there. Osborne, Osborne, Fryermuth. Fryermuth and KJ did pretty much very little for a big portion of the game, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> Darn it. But KJ Osborne, nice little game he had. He had, what did he finish with? Three catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Jefferson, a lot to be desired. Did a lot of his damage early. Kirk Cousins was throwing awful passes to Justin Jefferson. Jefferson should have had three TDs. Three TDs. Three TDs he should have had. And he, he walks away with seven catches for 79 yards and one touchdown. Cousins just overthrew him, underthrew him, threw the ball just in, in bad spots. Now, Jefferson... Is a grown man, a professional NFL wide receiver. He should have grabbed one of those those uh, big catches um, that was behind him. It was like up high. Look, he should have come down with it. He's good enough to come down with it. Jefferson should have had at least 101 TD, even if you just gave him one or two of those catches that were very errant passes by Cousins that Jefferson got his whole paw on the ball. It was like, where's my football? It was like this. It was like this. Boom. Like behind his head. Full palm. Entire paw was on the football. And Jefferson dropped a couple of those. Not because he's a bad wide receiver. Not because he has bad hands. He was moving full speed. I'm just saying this guy's good enough to catch those. So really should have had about a 100-yard day with a touchdown minimum in this outing. So it kind of sucked that he came away with just 79 yards and a score. But two very, very bad passes by um, the guy known as Kirk Cousins who should have gave Jefferson a big day. Najee blew up. Fryermuth did good. Uh, Fryermuth, I mean, did he did well. Fryermuth had two catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. I believe almost had that final touchdown at the end. Can you imagine if he grabbed that score, came out with two TDs? That would have been nice. Uh, Deontay Johnson, only five catches for 76 yards. Um, and then also, uh, you know, Najee started off slow, but 94 yards on 20 totes of the rock, one TD on the ground, 4.7 yards a pop. Najee got the one, uh, three catches for 10 yards and one receiving TD, two total touchdowns for the man known as Najee Harris, two TDs for the man known as Dalvin Cook, who doesn't need a shoulder. Just put, put your shoulder in a sling and, and run the ball. You know, in, in a way, I'm kind of proud of Dalvin Cook. I'm also thinking he's reckless, but at the same at the same time, I'm thinking this is the way it used to be done. You didn't sit out and grab a juice box and hit the sideline because you were banged up. You played. And now he's not the right person to, to try and push his, the limits of his body because he's very injury prone. He will end up hurt at some point, but will it be week 18 when it doesn't even matter anymore? Will the shoulder harness... And everything going on right here be fine until week 18 in the first quarter when none of it matters for us anymore. Then, boom, he's out for the year. Here comes Madison. Great. Week 18. Fantastic. Awesome. Good timing, 2021. Um, that could be the case. So, know that going forward. If you've got Dalvin Cook right now, whether you doubted him walking into this week, um, I've got two things. Two things to say to you. Number one, you better own Madison because that was preached from the beginning. If you own Madison and Cook, you are fine. They run one running back. You don't have to worry about. Even if the running back's got a torn labrum and a harness and a sled on and a backpack 
and in in a shake weight in one hand and ankle uh, a bracelet on doesn't matter it doesn't matter if the guy's pulling 15 pounds of weights on a sled it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if he's wrapped in a blanket he will be the only running back he will be fed a ton of work and dalvin cook if he's the starter, if he's on the field, will get volume. The only risk you have is that he gets hurt mid-game and you don't get any points or something like that. But you are golden. If you've got both players, you're fine. And and while we are while we're worried about him getting hurt, it, it doesn't matter. Cook Cook and Madison, you're fine. Um, if you own just Madison, it sucks. It's bad timing. It feels like a robbery. It feels like these were Madison's points. Maybe he wouldn't have had 220 total yards. Maybe he would have had 185 and two TDs. I firmly believe what Cook did, Madison could have almost did as well. There were wide open rushing lanes. It was like no one was on the field. It was like when you're playing Madden and you're trying to get the other team to score real quick and you grab the player, pull him over, grab the player, pull him over, grab the other player, pull him over, and you shift the entire Defense on the one side of the field, then snap the ball because you want the other team to score. That's what it looked like for Dalvin Cook on the field. No, def- there was a a cornerback that that shifted over on on motion and completely left the entire side of the field wide open for Dalvin Cook on that touchdown scamper. It was ridiculous and embarrassing. And sometimes you look at that and you say, "Man, wouldn't it be nice if?" If Najee Harris had that kind of open rushing lane to look at or the blocking, um, Najee still pulled off 4.7 yards of pop. It was a fantastic day for Najee despite, you know, some ups and downs. But Big Ben's getting it done. Let's let's give Big Ben a little bit of credit, a little round of applause for Big Ben, who is broken, falling apart. He's almost done. He's almost done mid-game. And, and he finds a way to get the offense down the field Marches on a little comeback, and and man, I I feel really 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 good about the Steelers right now. If Big Ben can stay healthy in terms of producing fantasy production, look at Deontay Johnson in Week 13. I don't I know he didn't explode this game, Deontay, but Big Ben's getting it done. He's facilitating, and there's a lot of a lot to be desired in the offense as far as blocking and consistency. But it's good enough right now. And you got to ask yourself, what will the Steelers do in 2022 at the quarterback position? Will they bring A-Rod in? I think A-Rod's either in Denver or a- I'm going to get to your Super Chats in a second. Slayer, I saw yours. I appreciate you, buddy. A-Rod's either going to Denver or I think Pittsburgh. I think A-Rod could be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, imagine what he does for Deontay. Imagine what he does for Friar Muth. Imagine how well... He will utilize Najee Harris, who would be the league-leading touchdown getter, probably by far, in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. And Aaron Jones would vanish. Aaron Jones, without A-Rod, will vanish from fantasy football existence, at least to the tune that you are used to right now. There's no way a man, Aaron Jones that feeds off touchdowns pretty much alone. He's a barely he's barely a thousand yard rusher in the NFL. He does good in the passing game, sure. But he's barely a thousand yard rusher by design because he's very injury prone. You don't want to overwork Aaron Jones. And you're gonna remove the one part of the equation that gives him all of his fantasy points, which is touchdowns. Touchdowns. 
Why does he have touchdowns? Aaron Rodgers is the reason. Whether Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver to make Javante Williams a top one to three running back in touchdowns scored in 2022, or Aaron Rodgers goes to Pittsburgh and turns Najee Harris into the number one or number two overall touchdown leader at the running back position with probably 14 to 18 scores in 2022. Either Harris or Javante, I predict, will be playing with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers will turn that running back, whether it's Javante or whether it's Najee Harris, into a fifth, let's call it a 15 to 18 TD running back with the with the extra game. So that, that's my prediction there. And to those, I see the comment. Aaron Rodgers isn't leaving. Ha 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 ha. Uh, the the need Gus has for the extra ha ha. Just three of them, you know. Two of them sufficient. If you disagree with me, three of them is trying to push your point a little over the edge, pal. And Gus, I get it. Could he stay? Sure. I I think it's definitely a possibility. I don't know if it is, it's deserving of the ha ha. I don't know if it's deserving. If my take is so garbage that it's. Ha, 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 ha. But I do believe, Gus, you have a point. Um, And there is a potential where A-Rod says, look, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. But I don't think he stays. The one thing, Gus, that makes me think that it's just different, he's a different breed of person. He is not your average person. He is a wild bird. He is a, a strange human being in good ways. Ways I love. Ways I love. Yeah, I'm getting the super chats. One second, pal. We're ranting here. We're ranting. I can't make it all right away. I gotta, I gotta give you the good stuff right at the onset, Thomas. And then I come in and I answer the super chats like a like a beast. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a different, unique bird. He is so different. He's not gonna follow the path you and I would take, or the path the average player would take. He has different motivations. He is all about principle with this organization, bro. He's done. He's done, in my view. Could that change? Could something be healed? Absolutely. I don't think it's in the cards. I don't see it on the table. But Aaron Rodgers is, in my opinion, good as gone. And he's either going to be in Pittsburgh or he'll be in Denver. Unless something crazy unfolds in Green Bay in terms of ownership and all that, he's not putting up with it. He doesn't care. He'd rather retire than ever play for Green Bay again in the current situation, the current circumstances that are going on. Um, so, yeah. And, and I and I, I appreciate the Super Chats, and I, you know I'm going to get to them. Um, I just want to make sure I, I get to the content first right when we start. Otherwise, you know, the people watching that aren't Super Chatting, they're going to be like, what's going on here? You know, what is, what is this? Is this a pay to... A pay to uh, to get a uh, any content on the screen, do I got to pay? Um, the, I, I want to make sure we hit all this. Yeah, Demarius Thomas, I see that. It's a shame. It really is. It's sad. Demarius Thomas, for those that, that don't know, rest in peace. Um, died too young. He's, what, 33 years old? Uh, very good wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Some of you may have not played fantasy football. He wasn't. He's not that old. He played just a little while ago. But um, that's sad. I don't know if there's any cause of death on that, but but rest in peace, good boy. We we miss you, Demarius Thomas. You were a, uh, you were a fantasy football beast in your way, pal, and you will be missed. So that's prayers up for him, 
Prayer emojis. Let it rain prayer emojis, please, for a few minutes for Demarius Thomas. KJ Osborne did absolutely good. Rogers isn't isn't leaving, says Gus. We got that. Uh, Zachary Barlow with the super chat. Rest in peace, my Madison shares. Uh, wish I traded him before the deadline when his value was peaked. Now he might be worthless rest of season. Nobody knows. Barlow, it, you could be right, but don't cut him. Don't cut him. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, but one injury, one hit, one wrong move, and and Madison's back in it. So we don't have a lot of time left. We have week 15, week 16, and week 17. But a lot can happen in a practice. A lot can happen in one game. So hold your shares don't cut them but it is a shame and and Madison owners got robbed tonight because that production should have been Madison's from a a responsible perspective that the Vikings apparently don't care about and and how much can you rip on the Vikings for playing Cook when he did that good and he came out on unscathed from what we know so like you know you know we can play that game and say the reckless oh my god but are we being biased by saying that Probably uh, a lot of it is bias, but I think he's running the risk of getting um, suffering some kind of longer term injury or ripping that that labrum even more. The harness is very good, but if the harness prevented you from tearing labrums and you could play with shoulder injuries till the end of time without any risk at all at the running back position, running backs will wear harnesses all the time, 24/7. Like you'd put one on anyway because you can't touch me. I'm invisible. I'm in a steel, uh, a steel uniform. You know, like you, you would just put this on and, and avoid any injury if if these things were totally preventative. They're not. He hits. He lands the wrong way on the shoulder. It'll. It'll. Not only will he have a lot of pain, it'll pop out. So, um, he needs surgery. In my opinion, the harness suggests that he needs surgery, and he's he's putting it off for right now. Which, when you put off surgery and you need a harness, you're putting risk. You're you're putting unnecessary risk on your body it's worth it to him because he wants to make the playoffs i understand it i kind of respect it uh, but it does feel like madison owners were robbed uh demarius thomas prayers from uh, from slayer thank you slayer appreciate you completely agree you told me to start cook and he went off also would not be surprised if zeke goes off for 102 tds this weekend very very good point i'm glad you brought that up because we saw Cook come back to life this week. Uh, granted, the talent's still there. We, we knew that. Maybe Zeke comes back this week. Maybe Zeke, perfect storm of situation. Pollard banged up. We don't know if Pollard's completely out yet or not or how severe the injury is. Can he play through it? We don't know. We don't know. But if Pollard is removed from the situation and the Cowboys do the same thing the, the Vikings did, Maybe Zeke comes back to life this weekend. I would not be surprised. The way this unfolded, I would not be surprised if we saw a double. Things come in twos. Or threes or fours, doesn't matter. In this situation, it feels like things come in twos. And we might see Zeke, we might see Zeke Elliott come back to life. We might. For a couple games, just enough time to get through the year. Stumble into the end zone a couple times. Situationally come back to life. Not that the talent will necessarily be there. It's different. Cook it. Cook has not lost a step. Cook looks fantastic. Cook looked quick. His feet were so magnificent tonight. Dude is fast. Dude is quick. Um, 
he looked great. He looked great. Uh, so this is different. Zeke doesn't look great. Um, but Zeke is efficient enough and still good enough that if put in the right position, low yards per carry, high volume with if Pollard is out, and touchdown production potentially in the cards. I mean, Elliott could score and do well. He could situationally do well in the coming weeks and 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 kind of co- come out of the season. Okay, he did pretty pretty solid. And then next year, he, he completely falls off the, the face of the earth. Um, so, let's see how that plays out. But wouldn't shock me at all. Slayer with the monster super chat. Smitty knows, Smitty knows. You told me, don't trade Najee. You told me, KJ, and do it live. Needed magic on Thursday night football. And boom, Smitty knows, Smitty knows. Let's freaking go. Congrats, bro. Najee scared me, Slayer. I was sitting there watching that game going, I swear, I thought about you for a second. I thought, Slayer, you're ruining my my football experience right now because all I'm thinking about is that your team's not doing well because Najee's not getting good yards per carry. He's not getting good action. And Slayer was ruining my football experience as I sat there watching the game eating my, my wrap. Okay, we're doing burritos, we're eating unhealthy all week, and I thought, I'm going to go with a chicken wrap loaded with ranch dressing, mind you. I'm not going to do a wrap without ranch dressing all over it. But I'm eating my wrap, <laughs> my, my chicken lettuce with with uh, avocado and ranch piled all over it to defeat the whole purpose of eating a wrap. I'm eating this wrap, watching Najee, thinking thinking about Slayer. <laughs> it's just, But then Slayer, he came to life, scored a touchdown. I thought, great, great. One touchdown at least. I like it. That's good. Scores another touchdown, gets over 100 total yards. You couldn't ask for a better day out of Zeke Elliott, given the game script early on and how he turned things around. Uh, and KJ, I, I was worried for you, for KJ, um, but KJ Osborne turned things around as well. Uh, even Chase Claypool, 8 for 93. I think there's a couple Chase Claypool questions where I told people to start Claypool, but also told people to bench Claypool. So that was a mixed bag, depending on what question I got. But Claypool, not bad. Uh, but Osborne, three catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Jefferson, only seven for 79 and a score. He should have at least one or two other touchdowns. It was, a, it was a good, like predicted. We came on here. What do we say? What do we all say? This would be maybe the game that's a little bit of an outlier from typical Thursday games. And it would be high scoring and pretty plentiful. And it was sure plentiful. The score what was the score? 36-28. I mean, that's a good Thursday game. Lots of good scoring. I'm feeling pretty good about this Thursday outing for us. We do wonder what next. what's next Thursday's game. Next Thursday's what? Let's pull up the schedule. It's probably going to be a, a crapper. Week 15 Thursday game. Week 15 Thursday game. Chiefs Chargers. Wow. I'm liking that. That's got to be a high-scoring game. We might get back-to-back impressive Thursday night outings. I'm pretty excited about that one. Nigel, thank you for the super chat. Kind sir, I'm going to put you in the corner here and get to you next. Um, let's see what week 16 is. Used to be our our championship week. It's so hard to get used to that. Niners-Titans. <clears throat> That's going to be like a, 
a nine to three halftime score. <laughs> That's week 16, the semifinals for most people if you do normal leagues. Um, <laughs> Niners, Titans. I got a lot of Niner fans. No offense. It's good. D- good defensive stand for you. Okay? Take it like a, a positive thing. That's going to probably be low scoring. That just feels like a bad Thursday night game. That 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 Chiefs-Chargers game is going to be, I think, really good. We're going to get two back-to-back good Thursday night games. And then week 17, which is now championship week, there are no Thursday games. There are only Sunday games and a Monday night Steelers-Browns game. And the Sunday night game is uh, Vikings at Packers. That's going to be a good game right there. And if you want to be on our two Zoom calls per Sunday, go to smitty1.com and click on the, the Zoom call feature. We do two Zoom calls every single Sunday during the season and one Zoom call at least per Sunday during the off season. So essentially, uh, what is that? Like um, uh, September, October, November. September, October, November. No, we think we do August. August, September, October, November, December. So five months times. Uh, well, I would say we'll we'll call it eighteen. We'll call it eighteen. Twenty-two weeks. Twenty-two weeks times two. So forty-nine Zoom calls within the the season. Um, and then uh, uh, let's see, forty-nine Zoom calls plus. So minus 22 plus 49. So roughly 75 to 80 Zoom calls we do a year that are 40-minute calls. We jump on Zoom and we talk and hash it out. That On Sunday night, which will be the Vikings-Packers game, we will be going live at halftime to talk about that game. That's going to be a fun game to go uh, on the Zoom call for. So if you guys don't have that package, go now. It's subscribed through YouTube. You can cancel anytime. It's all done through YouTube, safe and secure. Or if you don't want to go to smitty1.com and click on the Zoom calls, just click on the homepage of the YouTube channel and click the blue join button. You guys know how in this in this song right here uh, that I play at the beginning of the Tuesday, Thursday show, I had somebody ask me this question. They said, what is the blue button? What is the blue button in the song? Where's the, where's the song? This one? And I say, it's the blue button. And when I say the blue button, the blue button I'm referring to is the blue button on our YouTube homepage, the Fantasy Football Show homepage that says, join now or join. If you click the blue join button, you can get on those Zoom calls, two of them every single uh, Sunday. Um, Yeah, Demarius Thomas, it's a shame. It's very, very sad. Appreciate you, Slayer, with the super chat, buddy boy. All the super chats. Atta boy. Okay, and then Nigel says, um, 12 team, Hertz, Hill, um, Taysom Hill. Hertz or Hill, Taysom Hill. Ty- okay, Tyreek Hill. Okay, Hertz or Hill, Tyreek Hill, Chase, Monty, Clyde, Schultz, Flexes, Hilliard, Madison, Jamal Williams, Gallup, Hines. Afraid Flex will cost me um, the title. Thoughts. Okay, first of all, I'm gonna go. If Hertz is playing, do you guys would you guys play Taysom Hill over Hertz? Or if Hertz is playing, you're playing Hertz. And 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 if if Hertz, hold on one second, let me pull up Hertz. 
Hurts is starting week 15. So week 15, and of course he's on a bye this week. Hurts, Hurts is starting week 15. Yeah, but I think he's uh, Alex. He's I think he's hurt. Or he's talking about next week. So Hurts, if he's starting and he looks like he's starting, is your quarterback in week 15. You obviously have to go Taysom Hill, who's also hurt this week. But I, I'm not, I mean, depending on how Taysom looks, if Taysom comes out and tears it up in week 14, bro, and he looks fantastic, the injury isn't holding him back, his rushing is insane, then I think you have yourself a dilemma that we need to address on a week-by-week basis. I don't want to answer this question now and not touch on it again, Nigel, because things change from a week-to-week perspective. But Hurts, coming off the bye, will start week 15. Um, and I think he probably needs to be your starter. Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, um, those are your top two wide receivers. Your running backs are Monty and Clyde Schultz. So your flex is either Hilliard, Madison, Jamal Williams, or Gallup. I wonder if you started Madison this week already, and that's why you're saying that. Uh, Hilliard may prove himself this week. If you've already started Hilliard, or you're starting Hilliard and you put Madison on the bench, good on you because Madison didn't do anything. And hopefully Hilliard turns into a pretty solid flex for you, but we really need to see who gets more work, Foreman or will it be um, Hilliard walking into this week. So I think you'll 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 know whether you're in trouble or not, and we can address it from there. And what players are on waivers, bro? Nigel, tell me. Give us a list of the top running backs and wide receivers on waivers, and maybe we can come up with a guy to pick up preemptively before you head into your Week 15 matchup. Okay. Didn't start Madison. Okay, so Hilliard's a good play this week considering Madison did nothing. So I like it. Uh, Terry says 149 in here, only 54 lambs. Please lamb the like button. Please smash the lamb button. The lamb button. Please hit the Javante button right now. CMC running back 12022. Come on. <laughs> no. No. CMC's not even in the top three running backs 2022. I know Joel's just I maybe Joel's joking. Maybe Joel's not. Joel might not be joking. I don't know. 2020 222 big ones. What's that about? Dalvin Cook made my night at a boy Sam. If anybody sat him, you know, playing Madison and Cooks was an option. And I'll I'll be honest, I floated that out there to a lot of people that had very bad flex options. Like, look, you had you had a Hilliard like the last question. You had a Hilliard and a Madison. I probably did lean Madison. And, you know, I could take a lap for that by wanting to play Madison. But that, that's only as a flex. The moment this news was announced that Cook was starting, Madison went from running back one, top three running back play. Clearly, look what Matt, look what Cook did in this game. Madison would have done that. Madison would have had two TDs and at least 175 on the ground in this game instead of the 20, 222 total yards. He would have had at least a buck 75 of that and two TDs. I have no doubts about it at all. Madison would have blown up. The moment Cook was announced that he was going to play, going to probably play, Madison went from running back one, top three overall running back for week 14. He went to a flex. But he was a decent flex play because you didn't know what was going to happen. Don't beat yourself up if you started this man 
as your flex. Madison, don't beat yourself up. Um, Troy says, you'll see when he drops 100 this week, Matt. I know you're a Higgins owner. You're talking about uh, Jamar Chase. I love Jamar Chase this week. I think he does eventually bounce back. I think he goes crazy. I think he has a monster finish to the year. I know he's currently in the middle of a freaking slump and a rookie wall. I get it, but I do believe Jamar Chase will bounce out of it. We've seen other players bounce out of slumps pretty easily and quickly. Rookies do that. Rookies hit rookie walls. There's nothing wrong with believing in a player, even if they continue to, to bust a little bit for a while. Because we're talking about bounce backs. Bounce backs take a little time. They're not always the week you expect it. Sometimes it takes a little longer for a player to get out of a rookie slump. And you got to just be patient with it. But I do believe if Jamar Chase does stave off injury, he will do what I believe Najee's kind of done. Najee has been a little bit worrisome walking into this week. Like you were a little bit panicked about is he going to, he feels like he's breaching a rookie wall territory. You know what I mean? If you own Najee, you know exactly what I'm saying. He wasn't busting. He wasn't doing what Chase was doing, not showing up. First of all, he's a running back, and he's getting fed tons of opportunities. So it's more about the feel with a running back. Receivers can vanish for an entire you know, three weeks and get very little action. That happens all the time. But with with this situation, it's just if you own Najee, you know exactly, exactly what I'm saying. You felt the last week or two heading into this week that he could potentially breach and, and, and approach a rookie wall scenario territory and he pushed through it very well tonight i think he won't hit any other sort of delay or rookie wall or anything going forward naji is ready to rumble as long as big ben stays healthy i think he can muster up a very strong top three or four running back finish talking about naji and be your number two overall pick consensus in 2022 fantasy football drafts redraft or dynasty doesn't matter it's the same your top two players are the same in dynasty and in redraft your top three players might be the same in dynasty and redraft number one number one overall jt redraft dynasty doesn't matter doesn't matter number two Najee harris redraft or dynasty he's my number two you can make a case for whatever you want. I get it. We're all different. But that's my number one, my number two. Javante very much depends on what happens in the offseason. But is he capable of being the two or three? He sure could. He could be the two. He could overtake He could overtake Najee, but probably won't for right now. Like, we can't get too excited when we don't know what's ahead. But is he going to be a top five overall pick, Javante? He could be, and he would deserve it if the opportunity is there. He would deserve it. Najee Harris, Javante, right below JT. But who's my number three? Probably Justin Jefferson right now. I really believe that. And I don't I don't say that to have you draft him number three. I, I say that so you know that's his value in my opinion. And if I can get away with it based on ADP to take JJ at seven or six or whatever, whatever it is, I'll let him fall as far as I can. I'm not forcing JJ into the number three overall pick if I don't have to. But to me, JJ feels like the number three overall pick. He, in my rankings, is my third overall player walking into 2022. You can have Cup there if you want. I I, I don't have him one. Doesn't mean I don't have him in my top four or top five wide receivers. 
I think if you had him outside your top five wide receivers, you're just a cup hater. You're just not wanting to accept that you missed out on cup and you're just digging your heels in. He's top five. But to say that he has to be one is is reckless talk. It could be him. To tell somebody they can't rank cup number one, that's that's hogwash. To, to tell somebody they can't rank Jefferson number one, that is also hogwash. I don't want to hear anybody tell anybody that someone's locked in when you're talking about players that close in value. And and with Najee, I, I mean, JT, there's no debate. You say JT's not the number one running back. I, I probably can say something there. I probably can step in and go, no, 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 no. You are wrong. <laughs> because JT's just set up for it. Like, that'd be like saying back in the day, you know, LT wasn't the number one pick. Look, JT set up to be the guy for the next two or three years that gets drafted 1.1 for two, three, three straight years. He's now that person. He's now that LT. He's now Marshall Falk. He's now the guy, Holmes, whoever you want to talk about, used to be CMC. He's now that guy locked into the 1.1 if he doesn't suffer some kind of season-ending injury and come in questionable some year. He's the 1.1. But there's all kinds of debate, whether it's Cup at 3-4-5, whether it's Jefferson at 3-4-5, whether you want Eckler at 3 or at number 6 because you worry about injuries. All debatable things. WRM. Feels good to have Jefferson Cook Najee. Multiple leagues. 2QB league. Would you play Bridgewater or Tannehill? Also, Judy, Mooney, or Van Jefferson? I would probably go Van Jefferson, bro. He has the support of McVay and that coaching staff. They love Van Jefferson. They love him. And ever since Woods went down, they've leaned on him. Some of it's been quiet, but he was mic'd up. Uh, Van Jefferson or McVay, I forget which one was mic'd up. They showed it. Those those two are like this, bro. McVay loves Van Jefferson. McVay's going to make sure he gets fed. And I'm going to pick Van in this matchup right here. As for Bridgewater Tannehill, I'm going to hand you a coin. And I'm going to tell you good luck, kind sir. Because who knows? I'll give you my, my thoughts. But heading into week 14, I suppose I have Tannehill around like quarterback 17 to 20. And Bridgewater around... 18 to 21. So by default, Tannehill's ranked one spot higher on a garbage in a garbage territory. I, I hate to say that because it's two QB league, and I understand that everybody's got a sometimes a, a questionable QB two, but I don't like it. Tan, give me Tannehill. Give me Tannehill, but it is a tough spot to be in at that QB two. Uh your boy showed up tonight. Cook out of boy fellowship. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, why is... Ta- I mean, it's a good question, but I have answered it in tremendous detail on the last show and probably the last show and the last show. So I don't know if you haven't been in those those conversations, which is fine. I don't expect you to be in every single show, every minute of every day. Not what I'm saying. But we have touched on this a lot. Why is Deontay Johnson... Or Deontay. Why is Devontae Adams, Tay Adams, not in the wide receiver one combo now? Is it because Rodgers might lead? Yes. Rodgers isn't in the might leave area of this conversation. He's already gone. Like, he made it very clear he's gone. And unless something happens very drastic with management, ownership, something crazy, 
the or the management level DM. This isn't going to change. This isn't going to change. Rogers won't change his stance. If there's anybody that that stands on principle and doesn't care about the finer details that other people care about, it's more about a couple big components that he's hardcore about. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be there for a multitude of reasons that have nothing to do with winning, financial, or team related. He loves his teammates, but he's also played a lot of years and doesn't need what everybody else thinks he needs. What he wants is self-fulfillment. He doesn't feel like he can be the person he wants to be in Green Bay. He's made it abundantly clear. He doesn't feel it is the place for him anymore. It doesn't matter if he can win there. It doesn't matter if he gets paid. He doesn't care about any of that, bro. He doesn't care about a single thing. He would assume retire, and he almost did in a sense with the whole holdout. He would retire versus playing Green Bay again. I firmly believe that. He is as good as gone. Now, the Green Bay Packers could very well tag Devontae Adams, but I don't know that I I, I don't know that they will. People very dialed into the Green Bay scenario and scene and very close to that situ- situation from a fan perspective and, 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 and beat writer perspective. All I hear is they don't use the tag like that. They're not going to use the tag like that. They're not going to potentially tag Tay Adams. And it doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure it doesn't make much sense to you, but that's what Green Bay does. Green Bay doesn't do a lot of things that make sense. Look at Green Bay. Green Bay's arguably the best team in the league. And you can come at me and say that's not true. I don't care. Like, look, semantics. You know, uh, we're talking about one, two, three, four spot difference. If you really believe Green Bay is not in the top five of all the teams in the NFL right now, you are just biased against whatever you're looking at. They're top five. You can argue they're not one. You can argue they're five. Whatever the case may be, they're a top five team. Some would argue one. And this organization is already running Aaron Rodgers out. This organization is willing to let Devontae Adams, from everything I hear, leave and not tag him. Talk about ridiculous ability to manage what is working and what's sitting right in front of you. Now, Aaron Rodgers got a lot of hate for the comparisons of the the Chicago Bulls being torn apart way too early. Some of you are way too young to understand this. But when Jordan and Pippen and the Bulls were in their prime, the, the Bulls management ownership wanted to dismantle it early when it was winning titles. It's the it's when you watch the the last dance and all the the content on on this particular subject matter, even if you didn't live it or watch it, it's it's head scratchingly crazy that the Bulls organization wanted to pull apart something that was winning championships in the current moment, the best dynasty you've seen in so long. They're like, it's gonna fall apart. Let's take it apart right now. In the middle of dominating everybody, early dismantling of a dynasty, the Chicago Bulls um, with Jordan Pippen. And I know that A-Rod talked a little bit about this. With it. It, it feels similar. They're trying to tear apart, you know, like the Bulls were trying to tear apart that too early. And everybody laughed at A-Rod said, well, you need to have championships to compare yourself to the Chicago Bulls of, you know, the dynasty they had. It's a very relevant comparison because 
this team, maybe not from a, a championship perspective, but the Green Bay Packers are such a good team top to bottom. Defense, running game, backup running back. Wide receivers are thin, but they still are. You could still say that Adams and whoever is alongside of them, those guys still compete with anybody else in the entire league. You have one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL every single year and capable of being the best quarterback on the field no matter who he's facing and he's the best comeback quarterback in football right now and and probably arguably ever or one of the best comeback quarterbacks ever one of them one of them and you have a you have an organization that's already doing deals with A-Rod come back will renegotiate your contract so that you can opt out or, or exit the situation, which is what happened. Aaron Rodgers was gifted, hey, you can get out and leave and go elsewhere in 2022. They're setting this up to dismantle in the middle of being one of the best seasons they could they could have and best teams that they've had in a long time. They're arguably the number one, number two, number three, whatever you want to rank them, team in the NFL, and yet the organization's already agreed to dismantle it. It's crazy. So to answer, this is a long-winded answer, pal. A long-winded answer. I apologize, but it's a it's a it's a topic that I think needs to be ranted on and debated on, which is why I have time for a Smitty rant. Which I should have pushed that button a long time ago, but Adams might be playing with either Jordan Love. If they decide to tag him, which decreases his value by an extreme degree, bro. Like, uh, he's not the number one wide receiver in fantasy football with Jordan Love throwing him the football. I believe Adams would get his. Adams would be a top five wide receiver potentially still. But he would not be the one. He would not beat out Jefferson. He would not beat out Cup. He would not beat out a handful of players. He probably wouldn't even beat out Jamar Chase if Jamar Chase was... Firing on all cylinders like I believe he could be. If they don't tag him, which logic tells me they should. I don't know why you wouldn't tag Devontae Adams. But if they don't tag him, and I hear they probably won't. Then he goes to the Las Vegas Las Vegas Raiders to play with Derek Carr. And some of you might say, Derek Carr's pretty good, Smitty. I, he's a trap. I, I don't I don't care how the Raiders look right now. The Raiders aren't set up for the long term. The best shot Adams has to returning to the number one overall wide receiver conversation is to follow Aaron Rodgers. If he follows Aaron Rodgers, and if a team can afford both, which is a hard thing to imagine, but money can be moved around in weird ways. He could sign a different kind of deal that we think he might not be interested in, that he might be in because he wants to play with A-Rod and get a championship. I don't know. If he followed A-Rod or if he landed in a, in a crazy good spot we're not thinking of right now off the top of our head, Adams could return to the 1, 2, or 3 overall wide receiver conversation. If he goes to the Raiders, which seems to be the front-runner landing spot for Adams to play with his former quarterback and good buddy, best friend, Derek Carr, sky's not the limit, pal. Sky's not the limit. I don't see Adams being the number one. I see him being top five, but I don't see him being the number one wide receiver in that black hole of a situation for wide receivers. It's been that way for a while. Wide receivers go to die 
in in in, in uh, well, was Oakland, now Las Vegas. Randy Moss, you know, it, it it's not a great situation. Now things evolve. I'm not saying it would be the exact same scenario year after year after year after year. They can't turn it over a new leaf, but I don't see I don't see Adams in Las Vegas as a good thing. <clears throat> so if he goes there, not good. Uh, Mark Cleveland says Adams is unrestricted free agent, but he can get tagged. We're talking about tagging, Mark. It's not about whether he gets you know gets signed um, to a, an extension or anything. It's about them tagging him, which, like I said, may or may not happen based on what I'm hearing and how the Packers intend to use the tag and how they've used the tag in the past. So there's that. Uh, Russ Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson playing in. Denver wouldn't be a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Sonny with a super chat. Lewis with a super chat. Appreciate you guys. Good buddies, good pals. Nigel, thank you very much. Nigel said, uh, I think this is the last super chat up above that I missed. Um, Nigel's given us a list of his free agents. So let's, let's help him out. 179 of you in the building. Please hit the thumbs up on your way in the door. Devontae, Parker, Myers, MVS, Singletary, Allen Robinson, Boyd, Gainwell. If any of them are viable ads for potential flex, should I drop? Who should I drop? I don't know that those guys are are great ads. I mean, some will say Parker, but I don't trust him. Robinson. I don't know if Robinson will ever bounce back this year. I suppose he's intriguing, but uh, let's just see how healthy um, Allen Robinson is. It wouldn't shock me if he kind of had a a resurgence, but. It also wouldn't shock me if we never saw him rebound rebound to form ever again. He expects to play week 14. That's the plan. Everything is trending in the right direction. Robinson has two limited practices to his name. Um, it's a hamstring injury. He did have four catches for 68 yards in week nine. Then the bye week hit, and then he hasn't played. You know, he hasn't played since. I probably say a Rob, maybe Nigel, if we're talking week 15. And as for who I would drop um, from your team, let me see if I can find your question up above. It's a little hard to find it, uh, but give me a second. Here we go. I think this is it. I'd probably say, you know, maybe Gallup or Jamal Williams I would potentially drop of of this group right here. I I think I'd probably keep Hines. Jamal, I'd keep this week if you need him this week because he will get some run. But once Swift comes back potentially next week, then I think that the value he has will go away. So I'm not too concerned about holding him for week 15 on, but week 14, he could be decent. Madison, points got stolen. I'm still have Najee Harris, Javante Williams, D. Adams, Pittman, DK, and Kyler Murray, Goddard, Van Jefferson, Foreman, hoping I will win the league. I think you got a good shot, bro. That is a really, really strong, strong team. Um, I think Adams steps up. I think Kyler Murray has a day. You got a good group there. I know Goddard's on a bye, but you're going to be in good prime position, my friend. Uh, Pittman's on a bye this week. I don't know how you're doing this week or if you need to win this week, Lewis, but that's a strong team. I think you'll be fine. Madison's points did get stolen. I agree. We can we can, we can can harp on it and worry about it, grab our juice boxes and complain. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying I feel like I want to, sure. But at the same time, like this is fantasy football, baby. It's time to move on. It's a time. It's time to adjust and adapt. Do not cut Madison. Cook was the play. 
Anybody that sat Cook, Cook shouldn't have sat him. We talked about it. We came on this live stream, talked about it for two hours. More than two hours, we talked about you have to play him. If he's starting, you have to play him. It doesn't matter. You can't run the risk of, of what happened right now on your bench. You cannot run the risk of that. As much as we like Madison, he was a decent flex play who failed us. He was one of the only people that failed tonight. Deontay was underwhelming, and Madison was underwhelming. Everybody else exploded. It was an absolute good th good Thursday night affair. Someone dropped Madison week 16-17 win a league Grab him. We don't know if he'll win a league in week 16 or 17, but there's always that chance that Cook is playing with a injured shoulder. As good as he looked tonight, he's still playing with an injured shoulder that requires a harness so that his ball and socket don't separate. To that, to the point that I made earlier, he's still an elite top five overall player per start with the risk of injury during the game. But you take that risk if you own them. You drafted them. You've got Madison. You're covered. It doesn't matter. Cook and Madison owners, I don't know if you guys remember a few videos back. I said it. I said one of the best players to trade for. This is before the controversy, the offseason controversy hit. Um, I said one of the best players to trade for was Cook and Madison together. And the reason being is it if one's removed, the other one's dominant. If the other one's in there dominant, the other one's hurt. That guy's not going to hurt Cook Madison unless Cook comes back and then he's dominant. They're not sharing carries. They're not hurting each other like Pollard and Elliott and Dylan and, a and Aaron Jones. This is why several weeks back there was a video on that that I said this could win a league, this duo, if you trade for him down the stretch because of how good Madison is and how good Cook can be if he's healthy. So... If you own Cook and Madison, you're fine. You've been fine. There's been no worry. There's been no concern. You own Cook and Madison, there is nothing and there has been nothing to worry about because Madison is so good and Cook is so good that you're fine no matter what and they will not running back by committee this thing. You're going to be golden unless an injury happens in the middle of the game in the first quarter and Cook goes down, which is certainly possible because he's hurt playing with an injured shoulder. <clears throat> Coconut, LOL, they almost lost because they targeted, they only targeted Jefferson. Justin Jefferson needed targets. I think that's what he was referring to, that comment. Um, Jefferson had a, a lot of targets. He had a lot of bad targets too. Man, if he just would have saw some more consistent passes, he would at least had two touchdowns. Um, maybe three, but he did receive 15 targets. I wouldn't say he targeted, they targeted only Jefferson. Osborne had nine targets. Osborne was fine. Conklin only had two catches for 20 yards. Cook was only targeted three times. Madison targeted once, zero yards. What a game though. What a game. What a game. Should Clement be a pickup? Um, Michael, our, our YouTube exclusive member, or our, I'm sorry, our text line member, Michael, said to pick up Clement. He's somebody to look at. Uh, it depends on if Pollard... Hold on one second. Pollard... Let me see if there's any news on Pollard. Pollard has revealed he's been diagnosed. Yeah, I still got the... There's no update. Just the foot. The foot issue that could linger for the rest of the year, or it may not. We're not too sure. We don't know how bad 
the injury is. But Pollard is banged up. Uh, Clement is somebody to look at, but I don't know. It depends on your depth. It depends on who you'd have to cut. Corey Clement um, is a pretty versatile guy, but he hasn't really received much work. He had six carries in Week 10, and then that's it. So he doesn't have a lot to show for this year in this Cowboys system. But he would be like the next guy up to potentially get work if uh, something happened to Pollard in, in terms of the foot and taking him out of action then he would be somebody to target. I don't know that I'm feeling like he's, you know, the top guy to go get on waiver waivers right now, but it depends on who you've got. You can't predict fantasy, so don't mess with karma, says Ronald. Ronald, what are you speaking to, bro? Um, I got off work at 5 PST, played the Cook update video at 1.75 speed, Made changes accordingly, up to 70 points. Look at this. This guy, look at this guy. Baytown got off work at 5, played the Cook update at 1.75 speed, because he's a beast. Made the changes accordingly, which was to start Cook. And now he's up 70 points with Cook, JJ, Deontay, P, uh, full PPR. Thanks, Smitty. Baytown dropping loads already early in week 14. Congrats, my man. Congrats. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Guys, hit the thumbs up if you're walking in the door. Um, I'm going to probably call it here. I just want to come on and, and talk to you all and, and discuss this week, uh, week 14, Thursday night outing between the Steelers and the Vikings, which was plentiful. And I think we're going to get another really good Thursday night game. Then it might be go back to a bad Thursday night game the next week. And then the next week, finals, the final championship week, there are no Thursday games, thank thank goodness. But this coming Thursday, Chiefs-Chargers should be a really good Thursday outing. Another amount of plentiful scoring going on. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Let's see here. What do I think about... Do you think the strategy of losing purposefully... For a better playoff seed matchup is a good one. No. No, Ronald. I think I saw that might be what you were talking about, and I agree. <laughs> Look, you start worrying about, and I agree on this, you start worrying about trying to manipula- manipulate your, te- your, your team into a certain matchup, you will lose, and you will look back and realize you would have won and got all the way to the finals had you just taken what was given to you. If you start trying to craft your path, guess what? Things don't happen the way you think they're going to happen. And you got to take what's given to you in the way it's given to you. So the answer is absolutely worst idea ever. Do you see teams resting players championship weeks 16 through 17? The teams are out of the playoffs. Resting two weeks early? No. One week early? Potentially. Usually teams that are out of the playoff race don't rest their players, though, as much as teams that are locked in and they have, you know, they're playing for the playoffs. They they rest their players that way. A lot of times teams that are out of it are still trying to get wins because coaches who are losing and not making the playoffs have their jobs on the line. So I think the risk of people sitting early is more so with teams that have clinched the playoffs or don't have anything to play for in a positive sense, not a negative sense. But, you know, you run that risk with any 
I mean, you run the risk with Najee if the Steelers, you know, want to dial him back and save him a little bit. They could. I don't know if they will, but they could a little bit. Not not a lot, but just not maybe not pound him into the ground. Um, Snakey, appreciate the big whopping super chat, my good buddy. Snakey says eight and five reclaim first place. Need some running back help. My he has CMC. Elijah Mitchell, he's potentially not going to play this week, by the way. Looking doubtful, I would say. Easily doubtful. Sony Michelle might step up. Edmonds, I he's being elevated from IR, but I don't think he'll play. Freeman. Um, so Freeman and Sony Michelle are your pretty much your only your only opportunities here to play running backs. Would you roll with what to roll with Sony and Mitchell? Thoughts. Mitchell, if Mitchell plays, you roll with Mitchell, but I don't think he plays. He's very doubtful, so you have no options. You have to go with Sony, and you have to go with Freeman. Abdullah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not messing with that yet, bro. So I appreciate your super chat, and I wish I could help you further, but there's no other, there's nowhere to turn um, because Mitchell's probably out. But of course, I play Mitchell if he's a go, and if, if he's a go, he's your number one. And Sony, if if Hendy's out or limited or looks to be not the main back heading into the, the, the news cycle right before that game, then Sony's your number two and Freeman's your number three. If Hendy's going to start, Sony looks discarded and Mitchell's going to play, then it's Mitchell and uh, Freeman. It's confusing, but I think it'll be pretty simple for you, push come to shove, because I don't think Mitchell will play. Jeff Wilson will probably get most of the work, but they'll share carries. I think it will not be a one running back situation. I think they fully lean on Hasty and and Wilson until one gets hot and then they stick with them. So I would try and pick up Hasty and uh, Jeff Wilson if they're available. Would I start Van Jefferson? Absolutely. I said it earlier, McVay loves him. And... Since Woods went down, McVay and him, I feel like, are like this right now. I think he wants to feed him the ball a ton, bro. Vlogs. Vlogs, him, and coaching staff, both optimistic he'll play. Everything I'm hearing is he probably won't play, but maybe that's changing as we speak. But I'm pretty sure it's he's dealing with two different injuries, man. And they want to they want to make sure they don't injure him for the long term. Why does fantasy not go into week 18? Because week 18 used to be week 17, Nigel. In the final week of the NFL regular season, teams sit their starters a lot of the time. So you could have the best player in the league and he gets sat the entire week 17 he plays like a quarter or less than a quarter and then he sits fantasy football used to be through the end of the regular season when fantasy football first began but nobody plays the last week in football anymore you shouldn't if you do you're doing it wrong nobody should play the last week of football anymore that week moved because they added a game so instead of being week 17 that everybody avoided now everybody avoids week 18 and now championship is week 17 semifinals is week 16 and the first game of the playoffs for fantasy football is week 15 you don't want to do it in week 14 because you got bye weeks you got four teams right here four teams on a bye 
Like, you're going to really play the week one of the fantasy football playoffs with the number one overall player, the 1.1 JT on the on the bench? You know, that's crazy. So that's why, Nigel, in case you were wondering. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate your super chat, pal. Have Cook and Najee amazing over 80 points. Nice, nice job. Nice job, bro. Smitty on about Debo, not Mitchell. Smitty on. Smitty on about Debo, not Mitchell. I don't know what that means, Matt. Smitty on about the De- oh, that he might that he might play. Is that what you're saying? Let me look at Debo. Debo shouldn't play. Debo shouldn't play. He did not practice Thursday. Samuel generated a little hope when he was reported. He was working out on the sideline Thursday, but it's not enough to bring home a limited tag. I see what you're saying, bro. Yeah, D- Debo shouldn't play. Mitchell shouldn't play. I'm going to say both of them don't play. I'm going to say both of them do not play week 14, and which is not good for the Niners, but it is what it is. Would you trade Swift for Pittman and Robinson? If I needed a win, if you need a win this week, it doesn't matter because Pittman's on a bye and, and J Rob. I don't know what J Rob is going to do this week. Uh, I'd rather have Swift. Comes back next week. Um, I'd rather have Swift. It's not a bad trade, but I just I don't I don't know that I trust James Robinson right now, bro. Uh, James Robinson, as of this moment, J Rob. Was held out of Thursday's practice, part of load management plan. It means that Robinson has gotten in only one limited practice this week, but the Jaguars have announced he will no longer practice on Thursdays. It makes all the sense in the world for a player who is banged up and, and yeah, let's see. Um, we know the Jags game environment will be awful against the Titans run defense, but Robinson can be counted on for 15 to 20 touches and return to a running back two type status. Yeah, I, I'd rather have Swift. If you can weather, I mean, if you need a win now, maybe you take J-Rob and Pittman because you need the win right, right now. This week with 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 uh, with the bye week, you might have to do it. But with Swift being out, if you can weather the, the week out, the week off, I would go Swift. I think Swift comes back next week. Tough, tough position to be in, though, for you. Do you think Allen Robinson can flip the switch? Fields or Dalton better for him? I think Fields is better for him. Um, I think Fields loves Mooney. And Mooney is is much better off with Fields. But can, can Robinson flip the switch? Everything I'm hearing is maybe he's just he's just too banged up this year. He'd be somebody I'd I'd might I might add in like the deepest of leagues where I have horrible wide receiver depth and I need a guy and he's there and there's no one else around that's even remotely close. I might grab him, but I don't I don't know. It feels very low chance that he flips the switch and tears it up, bro. But could he be okay? Serviceable, maybe. Mitchell probably not going to play. Yeah, I'm going to say Mitchell's out. I'm going to say he's out. I don't think he plays. Ronald Wilson, but let's 
No one Wilson, but let's go 49ers. This is E111 at a boy E111. Appreciate you. Triple triple one. Would I start Clyde? Depends on your options, bro. I like Clyde as a flex at a minimum, so I, I find it pretty easy to put him in as a flex play, but it depends on your depth. Jeff Wilson or Sony Michelle. Give me Michelle. Even with the limited information we have, give me the guy that's coming off with the momentum and support of his coaching staff. They like what he brings to the table. Um, give me Michelle, but it could change with the news, so don't lock anything in and definitely bring it Saturday and Friday night to the live streams, midnight Eastern. All right, guys, I appreciate you comment on the way out. Even the last video, this video, and my most recent video, I'm going to try and reply to every single comment that was made in the last 12 to 24 hours of the video posting. So that means that the last video I'm going to try and go through tonight and, and comment all the comments there. And anybody that comments, we got how many of you in here right now? 158. Every, every one of you, I should have 158 comments on this video when I end it. Not in the live stream, in the comment section, what is, which is starting out at zero. So I'm going to hit end. I appreciate you being here. Subscribe if you're new so you know when I go live. I go live all the time. This is an emergency live stream. Subscribe if you're new. Hit the thumbs up, uh, thumbs up button on the way out, and I appreciate all of you. Nigel has one last question. What is the rookie wall made of? I need Chase to pop off. It's made of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, blankets, bro. Just just a, a big stack of blankets, bro. And you gotta you gotta push through it, climb over it, and start running. Rookies hit a rookie wall because they're used to a college season, and they just can't handle the length of it. And so once they get that blanket off them, bro, because it's like they're they're trapped in there. They can't move. They're tired. They're fatigued. And once they rip it off, bro, they just bolt. Okay? So all he's got to do is find a way out of the, the big freaking blanket. Is the blanket two or three weeks holding him down? It just holds him down, smothering him. He's got to get it off. Jamar Chase is going to explode. I have all the faith in the world uh, that this man will explode. Smitty, hear the news about Demarius Thomas. Yeah, we've been talking about it. Prayers to his family. Rest in peace, legend. Yeah, I saw him. It's, it sucks, man. Um... He went too too soon. I think he was 33. Um, does anybody know what happened? Smash the like button. Nigel's got one more. Thanks, Smitty. Blankets. It's made of blankets, bro. <laughs> it's made of the fantasy football show blankets, bro. Just picture that's how it feels though. Rookie wall. It's like dropping a big blanket on somebody running. You know, how long will it take him to get out from under the blanket? Because it will stop you. It will stop you. Rookies are not used to playing 17 games, bro. You know, it's going to happen. Najee was in a, in a rookie wall territory, I believe. Because And if you own him, again, you know what I'm talking about. But he, he didn't get held down to. It was almost like he batted the blanket off, bro. The rookie wall wasn't very thick for him. But it was still an uphill, like kind of a, a little sluggish time. You know, he felt like he was working a little extra hard for what he was getting. And I feel like he br he busted through it. Jamar Chase, I believe, will break through it this week. Appreciate all of you. Comment. If I didn't get to your question, please leave a comment. Like the video on your way out. Subscribe if you're new. We're almost at 10K. I think we'll be at 10K in about a week or so. And, and let me know in the comments what you... Let me know in the comments of this video what you'd like us to do on the 10K show what would be a great show a great way to celebrate the 10k mark 
Um, we've come a long way pretty fast, and I appreciate every one of you. Peace out. Good job with your your weeks this week. Everybody that had Jefferson. I mean, this is a this is a Justin Jefferson and Najee Harris community. You know, we we a lot of us own Cook and Madison or just Madison. Um, but we all kind of own Najee and Jefferson, man. So we, we all had a good day collectively, I think, in this in this little chat. I think we all did some good. Appreciate all of you. Talk to you later and uh, see you tomorrow at midnight Eastern on the Fantasy Football Show. Peace out.